Hey, folks, uh, we're happy that you enjoyed the podcast. And we know that we talk about dark subjects and oftentimes our humor can get a little bit uh, dark about that. But we want you to know that we don't take it lightly and we actually really care about you. And if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts right now, we would prefer that you contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, they're great people. They have the resources that can help uh, you get through it. And we prefer that you talk to mental health professionals uh, if you're truly dealing with some dark thoughts right now. And we're really happy that you're with us. So thank you for staying with us. You know just what to do when Welcome to Suicide Buddies. Uh, come with it now, folks. <laughs> here uh, we are, right here. Thanks for raging against all sorts right. of machines with us. You're coming with it now. You're uh, raging against the suicide machine inside <laughs> your brain. That, and yeah, we're there the... are suicide machines, though. Those oh are yeah, what are the? I know I've heard that term before. Yeah, they're basically like euthanasia, like chairs. I think. Oh. That, uh, but then somebody recently invented this thing that looks like a capsule, like a time capsule you get in that kills you. Oh, really? I, I don't know what happens in there. I think it. I have no idea how it kills Someone you. Someone invented that? That's a crazy <laughs> thing to invent. <laughs> yeah, wait, I don't know if that's so much an invention yeah, as a new way to murder people. Yeah, it seems like someone just took a tanning bed and put <laughs> knives in it. <laughs> yeah, the CIA just came up with this new cool coffin that's yeah. cool for kids. <laughs> it's just an Iron Maiden. It's like a, an old, rusty Iron Maiden. Oh. Uh, yeah, you just sleep in this and then you're dead. <laughs> It's like a race car bed, but knives. Welcome to Suicide Buddies. I'm Dave Ross. Hi, I'm Hampton Yant. And this is Suicide Buddies. Oh, come with it now. I'm trying to I'm trying to get amped up. Come on me now. That's yeah, what I there say. There it is. Come on me now. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a big episode. We have a guest later. We have Steve Hernandez Hell coming yeah, through the studios. Got it. The <laughs> Howard Stern Studios that we're <laughs> currently occupying. <laughs> Yeah, we've switched over. We're on the Anthony Cumia network now. We're big fans of assholes, uh, uh, and it's a great uh, it's a great interview with Steve. Uh, but if you want to catch Dave and I uh, soon, we're gonna be doing a date here. It's not a live podcast, but we are doing a stand up date in Portland, May twenty six. Uh, two shows at the Siren Theater. At the Siren Theater, hell yeah, dude! Which right in dude? the middle of some neighborhood in portland i actually didn't look up where it is it's, it's in the middle of one of the bridges in the, it's in the middle in the of the middle, bridge in the middle of hawthorne bridge it's, right in the middle yeah it's a town of bridges you just gotta know that we you know, know our show is gonna sell out because people have to drive through it <laughs> yeah dude yeah tickets are up at uh, hamptonyun.com if you want to get those and uh this weekend i'll be in arlington virginia not the cemetery Playing the cinema and draft house. <laughs> they won't let me play the cemetery. But uh, Arlington, this, this weekend, May 10th and 11th. Last time I played the cemetery, it was a shit show, man. <laughs> it sucked ass, dude. You guys are fucking dead. All right, who's, who supports the troops? I'm just doing who supports the troops jokes to the Arlington Cemetery. <laughs> oh, my. Everyone was booing. So I was in Iraq. Because they were ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for me. Uh, I can't wait for those shows, so please come out. Arlington, Virginia, this weekend. When I was a young, angry comedian, uh, there was that show Stick or Treat that happens every year on uh, Halloween. Yeah. Um, some people came dressed as ghosts, and their <laughs> whole bit they did was that they booed, which conceptually, I will agree, is funny. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. They sat there for the whole show and literally booed every comedian. <laughs> you suck. Then got like angry. <laughs> you suck. Got a little liquored up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you. No, they were literally, and they thought it was so funny to boo, and they kept booing, 
and it sucked. And I was like a year or two into comedy, and I'm not even kidding you. I went up to them as they were leaving the venue, and I was like, hey, I just want, for the record, for you to know, uh, fuck you. <laughs> and they were like, whoa, we were having fun. And I was like, you booed every single person in this room. Have a good night. See ya. Uh, he doesn't get the joke. <laughs> that's you how know, they felt. You know what would have been actually a really good joke? See, exactly. That's a bad joke. And mm-hmm. if you're going to do it the whole show, it's even worse. But yeah. what would have been a really funny joke is if they show up like ghosts and you think they're going to do the boo joke. And then they were like, But then they you. do like, it's my girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> Say, sing her happy birthday. Like all the typical heckling stuff. <laughs> they never boo, though. You've never had sex. Like all that kind of lame heckling. And then the comics shit. are like, it seems like you should boo, <laughs> wink. And they're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Stick or Treat's a fun show. It's where comics dress up, I guess, as other comics and perform in front of basically comics. Yes. So for them to intrude on that is already a little like sacred ground. Go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> one year for Stick or Treat, I went as the Sklar Brothers, but just as one that like... Uh, the bit was that I got in a car accident as oh the Sklar's right before, and both of our bodies had to be tied together so i put like <laughs> stitches on my face and like two shirts like taped together with duct tape oh that's so and funny the whole bit was i was just fighting with over myself like who, who could talk wow that's so i love it that was great and then i was like i don't think i'm gonna top that i'm never doing this again yeah i don't think i've done it in a few years i went to pete holmes once and that was a lot of fun i just kept yelling i'm the best <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah that was a lot of fun Oh, Jake and I did each other one year. And what was so fucked up was Jake Weissman killed doing my jokes and I bombed doing his jokes. And I so I had no idea how to feel about it. I was like, <laughs> you should feel bad. Which one? Okay. Well, I very, very and bad. And I did. And I did. The best one I've ever seen was Andy Ritchie, who's dead now. Uh, he's a great comic who's really awesome. And he was out of Austin and he did for Sticker Treat one year, he did Bill Hicks prop comic. Oh, yeah. So Bill Hicks is like this famous anti-authoritarian comic. And like the whole bit is like, he's like just got bad props on stage. And he's got like one of those like uh, air duct things. that's like kind of silver and like a slinky sort of thing. And he like puts it up to his nose. And he's like, I'm a fucking elephant from the fucking future. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like just doing in your face prop comedy yeah. was like the funniest <laughs> shit. <laughs> Andy was so goddamn funny, man. Yeah, check he, out his albums for for real. He's like, he's actually like one of those people that you're just like, oh, uh, undiscovered genius. Absolutely, go retweet some of his tweets. Andy Ritchie, truly, yeah. it's still up. His jokes are so good. Um, yeah, come see us on the road. Come see, like, I also have some other dot dotes, some dotes and dates and deets and dicks and what whatever. What do you even do for a living? Talk? Who even knows? <laughs> Honestly, I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've got a bunch of stuff coming up. Yeah, DaveToTheRoss.com. I, I also have some dates, and then we're meeting up in Portland uh, in May 26th. Um, but enough of that garbage. We don't yeah. need to talk about mm. us anymore. <laughs> we um, we are at BuddiesPod on Twitter, and our Facebook group is Facebook.com slash groups slash Suicide Buddies. And we posed a question to those two places. <laughs> First of all, as we're recording this intro, we have already recorded the interview with Steve, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's important to say because I just got a text from Steve that said, hey, man, did I leave my selfie stick at your house? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to figure that shit out when we're done recording this intro, but I don't see his selfie stick. No. My favorite part about it is that he wrote selfie stick in all caps. <laughs> Hey man, he did I leave it, my man. selfie stick? At I don't your think house? that's ever been an emergency for anyone. Like, where's my selfie where's stick? Where's my selfie? Well, it is for Steve. Apparently, he they're needs gonna fire selfie me. Stick. Yeah, he was a delight. I think he's fucking with you, but who knows? He oh. knew we had to record. Oh. If he did that, that was real cheap shot. Oh, he might be fucking with me. That's true. <laughs> he might be fucking with you. Uh, I should have known. Those well, comedians, yeah. they fuck with you. We put up a, a g- great question. We've had a couple of uh, song episodes that we put up on our Patreon where we go over song suggestions by you. Uh, and so far, we've done what? Depression? Songs about depression? Songs, yeah. The first one was songs you listen to when you're depressed. Okay, yeah. The next one is songs about depression. Mm -hmm. And this one is, what is your favorite song about death? Wow. Really on the nose this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, You cannot submit any song by the band Death. Uh, I will not take that. Um, But I like this 
person put it up right away and I can't tell if they're serious, which I always <laughs> like from our fans when you just can't tell if they're being real or serious, uh-huh. but in the arms of an angel by Sarah McLaughlin. Wow. Yeah. Those answers are so funny. I mean, it uh, literally is a pretty sad song. Someone said their favorite song about depression was Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> and we had a whole discussion about it. Honestly, it, uh, it sparked some conversation. So <laughs> there are a couple of hot, uh, hot topics. Yeah, totally. I, uh, what, what was the one that they, what was the one? I literally forgot what you just oh, said. Oh, in the arms of in the arms of an angel. Yeah, right. in the arms of an angel. Yeah, I refuse to believe that that's anyone's favorite song about anything. Well, I think it's dying dogs' favorite song. That's true. Dying animals that are about to be put down. But you hang out with a lot more dead dogs than I do, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know a lot of dead dogs. Yeah, personally. okay, that's yeah. fair. I do. <laughs> um, I think that song is now just forever ruined from that one commercial. Oh, someone Danielle Lucas said, "No children by the mountain goats." Man, that's a wow. Yeah. That's a great fucking yeah. I think, though, is that song about death? I think it's about divorce. No children. Yeah, it's definitely a part at the end that's very much seems like if I just die, you know, sort of thing. Oh, right, that's true. They do talk about death in it, so I guess it yeah. is about death in that way. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, it's he a, says, it's "I hope you die." Yeah, I, I hope we, we both, both die. die. <laughs> yeah, that's my Sick. favorite. <laughs> lyric about divorce because he says i hope you die and you're like fuck vicious and then i hope we both die is like oh right cool he's deep fuck <laughs> he's, he's not a misogynist he just hates himself yes i think right now we're we're striking on songs that i for one really identify with things i've seen like i remember watching like moral oral when they played like no children there's a bunch of oh, did things they? that have played no children in the background yeah uh, it's almost like the Pixies, Where Is My Mind? Totally. And the, I mean, I'm also just, I'm a massive fucking Mountain Goats fan. I'm and, a massive Sarah McLaughlin fan, and dude. And they play, my and Sarah McLaughlin plays that fucking PETA ad every show, My dude. thing is, like, listen, if you didn't use that song for a PETA ad, let's just say In the Arms of an Angel was like, for a cool, sick-ass Six Flags roller coaster ride. <laughs> and it's like, when you get up on this roller coaster, you'll be in the arms of angels. <laughs> you'll be up so high. It's like, in the arms of you get pumped every time you hear that song. You're like, roller coasters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so funny, dude. Uh, arms of an angel are our arms of an angel. Zero to 90 Zero in 10 seconds. In arms of an angel. Have you ever stood up and head first flown 90 miles an hour? Well, only in an arm. Uh, 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 arms of an angel. You'll feel like you're with your passed out loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sarah McLaughlin is now fast. I'll follow you into the dark by Death Cab for Cutie. Someone suggested, really yeah, absolutely. One. That song is crazy. What about the song Taps? No one suggested the song Taps. Uh, is that about death or is it death? <laughs> I think that song is death more than it's about death. Oh, Taps is actually about cake. People just play it when you die. Hmm. Yeah, so we asked that question and we're going to be doing a, um, a Patreon episode about your answers to that question and our, our answers to that question, what's your favorite song about death? Uh, but we had a great interview with our good friend, fellow comedian, fellow podcaster, Steve Hernandez, who we've known a long time. Yeah, he's uh, had a bunch of great podcasts. Uh, he's like basically like podcasting legend. He was doing yeah. podcasting before any of us were, and he did it before he ever started stand-up. That's funny. We didn't talk about that, but I think... Wow, I I think he was the first person I knew with a podcast. Exactly, weird, it's fucking nuts. So right now, though, uh, Steve's podcasts are Views from the Vista, uh, which is a movie review podcast, which is great. And then his other podcast is called what is Who's it? Your God yeah. with Steve Hernandez and Amy Miller, who's another really funny comedian that we know and love. Yeah, and it was a great conversation with Steve. So I uh, hope you guys get something out of it. We talk a lot about uh, toxic masculinity. Uh, Steve's <laughs> yeah. definitely like. Solid guy, and uh, he gets away with a lot. And I think you know he was very he was very honest. Wow. You know he's very That's open. And he's very honest. Yeah, it's uh, Steve is one of those people who like we've had a lot of conversations about like uh, discovering things are wrong about just the way that you view the world. Later, hmm. he's a he's a avid feminist, but came to feminism slowly but surely throughout his adult life. And uh, yeah. It's also, gonna blow your fucking tits off. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like his podcast <laughs> this always gonna blow your does. Fucking tits off. 
The interview also is is cool on a suicide podcast because he's a person who doesn't really deal with depression so much, and his like <laughs> yeah his perspective on it was really interesting. So yeah, yeah, we really enjoyed it. Uh, hope we you got guys... some like toothpaste ad or whatever. <laughs> hope you guys uh... enjoyed this toothpaste ad <laughs> conversation with Steve. And <laughs> we'll be back in a sec. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doesn't matter what they say Cause I'm gonna get my way If I don't wanna go We're here with Steve Hernandez. What's up, dude? Hey guys, great to be here. Love you guys. Welcome, love you too, man. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Right off the top, I'm wearing your signature tracksuit. Yeah, I've got a lot suit. of them. You gotta <laughs> if you're gonna wear a tracksuit, you gotta buy and be fat. You gotta wear a lot of them. Are they all black with red stripes? They're not, right? This is blue with red stripes. Okay. I have a black one. I have. Five Adidas ones, two Nike ones. It's okay. crisp. It's Once absolutely. you buy one, you got to keep buying them. But when you're fat, you got to really like, you got to take a couple showers a day. <laughs> you got to have a bunch of clothes. You got to dress nice. You got to smell good. People are like right. running for you sure. to write you off as are a right. fat person. Are you in fear of just like fucking up? I mean, that's a lot of pressure. It is a lot it's of like pressure. five but things I'm you have f- to do I am day. fat. That is what I am choosing. <laughs> so if I'm going to make that choice, I got to do these other things if I want to be accepted by my peers. You know what's great? Okay. <laughs> what Damn, you, dude. Yeah. Just love accepted for who yeah. I My am. favorite thing about what you just said <laughs> yeah. is we were talking. Uh, one of the reasons I'm excited about you being on the show is you are, um, I would say, a very alpha person who reads confidence. And, uh, and I would not immediately say that you're someone who deals with a lot of depression and we'll get into it or I whatever. I mean, you got to check. So but we talked about Mike a little bit and you were like, yeah, I don't deal with that or suicidal thoughts a lot. But then the first thing you say is, I have to bathe or my friends will hate me. <laughs> I, twice. I have all these. I have a joke. I haven't come up with a third one. But yeah, if you want to be accepted mm-hmm. as a fat person, mm-hmm. you've got, and like, I no, mean, by successful right. people, you've got to do all these things. Yeah. Like, you I can't have be to be smelly and yeah, fat. Yeah. I have to dress well. I, I tell fat guys to shower twice a day uh with yeah. a joke this is a joke but also it's not that much of a joke mm-hmm. uh is i say oh eat be- dinner if you're gonna have dinner with your friends out eat before <laughs> and then just order a side salad when you get there and then your friends will be like damn maybe this fool does have a thyroid problem <laughs> your, se- your second decoy dinner yeah. you know you got that first dinner that's the real one and then you got yeah. the decoy they're all falling for it. there's a little mine that you yeah. blow up there kill I them mean, all being your fat is its friends. own that's like the thing right now that i'm dealing i stopped drinking five months ago and that was like a real it's a big deal for me it was time to do it but that's out of the way um and now it's like oh man now i got eating to deal with which is probably my real one but don't you feel also another way to look at that is like one thing you have to deal with is your fear of your these judgmental friends you got to get rid of these judgmental people no i don't that's just how we're that's how america's set up so i know the body positive movement i Mm. can't you know people could rally against that and stuff but Mm -hmm. i'm also ashamed that i'm fat (laughs) okay When I meet people, like, there's this thing where you're like, when you meet people, I'm like, listen, I know you've judged me. Give me a few minutes. I'm very charming and funny. Give me a few minutes and you're going to get it. Please put down your rocks for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, I mean, you see that, especially here in Hollywood and Mm -hmm. everything. But my brother's a success. My brother's like a a world (laughs) fan. <laughs> Don't my, compare us. My Everybody's bro- fat. Dude. My brother is a famous uh, hair co- hair colorist, and who uh-huh. do- he does Kanye's hair. He does everyone's oh, hair. Oh, I love how big he's gotten. Yeah, he's way. huge. I yeah. love Kanye's hair. And so I meet models and stuff all the time, and I'm like, just give me a couple minutes. You're gonna see. It's fine. We're, we come from the same family. Uh-huh. So yeah, <laughs> you like. So does your brother so get funny. mad when he puts a uh, maga hat on that hair? <laughs> <laughs> My brother doesn't care. He doesn't give that a artistic <laughs> vision for a second. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's gone Dude, to your his brother's so funny. Shit. He's so artistic that I don't know what's happening. Severely <laughs> artistic. Did you? I saw. I put. I posted on my Instagram story. Some like uh, somebody re- interviewed him recently, and they were like, "Oh, where do you get your?" He's like, where, they, "They asked him like, where did you get your inspiration from?" And he's like. 
probably the color. I like the innocence of color, and I lived in my imagination as a child. And I was like, we were abused. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this motherfucker who had to get into color in his imagination because we were beat by our dad hard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll think of some colors. Yeah. Besides black and blue. <laughs> I love that he went abstract and you went on the nose about it. Yeah. That's why you're a comic, dude. What you do is art. Yeah. Oh, this, is yeah. A, this is a form of free expression. Oh, yeah. Podcasting, that's another form of self expression. Mm, mm. Yeah, dude. You got into the innocence of tracksuits. <laughs> it's funny. I did a set at the store last night and I did okay. It was a fine mm. set. I got like my laughs. I, I killed there like a month ago. But yeah. Yesterday, I Why just, did you have to include that part? Well, I, just because so I know that he I want, I want you to know that I am an adequate judge of how I do edit. For people you know also real, to know what you're saying, and and for listeners who don't know you, let me say real quick: yeah. Steve Hernandez is a comic in town who's very funny. Who started here, uh, like what eight years ago? Seven yeah, yeah, years going ago? on nine yeah. years. Yeah, uh, that's when we all very met. funny, hella booked, very well liked. Oh, exactly. Uh, and uh, what what are other and avid podcaster? I would say. <laughs> oh yeah, also. yeah, I love yeah, podcasting. Yeah. Totally hosts a show and has ever since he started comedy every Sunday night at the Chatterbox in Covina, which uh, this that entire time has been one of the best shows in Los Angeles. People, oh, yeah. when people travel here from other cities and countries, they won't try to do that show. So that's who Steve is. He recently started going to the store. And want yeah. us to know that he does not bomb there. <laughs> well, I just I want to I mean, say a month ago I like killed, like I, you know I honestly killed, but Adam wasn't there and I was like eighth or something. Oh, that uh-huh. sucks. So and yeah, so this manager. time I was like, I was in my head, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. should I? Uh, I was like, I'll just do the same set, which kind of got in my head a little bit too. I was like, ah, I don't know, but then I riffed. There were some white girls there that are like, I have a little <laughs> white God. girl bit. I have like this white girl chunk about what I like, and so I got up and I said, hey, these girls are really inspiring me, and I like did my thing as a riff nice. and I didn't get that much laughs uh, yeah <laughs> and that because these people don't know me so I can't like do what I well you're in like the original room during the potluck what at like 7 30 or yeah, something yeah, yeah. it's a tough room I've, I've tried, yeah, yeah. it's it's so hard yeah yeah it's, it's, such an it's tough battle. I can't I literally it's... saw Chris Rock bomb in there once <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock bottom he fucking <laughs> sucked dude it was the really lowest sad. moment of it I saw Chris Rock bomb there and go in the parking lot and shoot himself in the fucking face yeah, dude. Dude. what a clown we should call him soft rock I was there. I was there when he left. Um, what's that hot show in New York on the Monday seller? nights? Oh, uh, um, Whiplash. Yeah, Whiplash. I was there. Aparna was hosting. Sorry, Hampton. Totally. <laughs> I try to not bring her up, too. He starts crying. <laughs> That's the only credit she has, my ex. <laughs> totally crying. Trigger warning. I know. Oh, stop. Hey, stop yeah. the cast. Stop the cast. Well, I'll, I'll do you one further. I think Whiplash has not been a show for many years. Oh, is it done now? It's something else now. It's like moved. They're doing it every now and then at Union Hall now, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Rock came out mm-hmm. and uh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, Christian, the, the, the Fox, Christian the guy Rock? from the Fox what Show, Rock. Rock. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> Chris Rock comes out. He starts telling a joke. Somebody, uh, somebody was taping him. Or like someone, like put up a phone and he goes, "Hey, don't do that. Jesus. I don't want you to tape that. I swear oh, to yes. God, you guys, don't do that." And then, uh, like, a guy fucking started again right after he said one more line. And then he goes, I told you not to tape me. And then this guy goes, oh, oh, I'm just taking a picture. And then he just walked off the stage. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard about Yeah, that was a big moment. Yeah, yeah. and that, I was there, and I was like, oh, shit. And a wow. partner came out, and a partner was like, um, maybe if we cheer loud enough. And everyone cheered, and she's like, oh, he left. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, so, so it'd be so funny if a partner had come on stage and like called out mm-hmm. the dude and be like, this motherfucker. <laughs> 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 this piece of shit. <laughs> I forgot what. a funny thing about, about taping where like we've watched it in, uh, through coming up in comedy while we are like, I have gone from being a young comic and being like, you got to never tape people's sets to being like, um. Okay. Well, we should tell people that they can't, but like you can't get too mad because it's kind of the culture. Where now 
It's so rampant. I literally feel like if you're a comedian, you got to be okay with people taping your sets and putting them on Instagram and shit. Like you have to be okay with it. Well, it Louis, happens all the dude, time. Dude, he's making you lock up your phones. <laughs> lock up your daughters. Lock up your phones. I'm gonna tape myself What's fucking next, your my daughters. Dog? <laughs> no, I, know. I like that Louis going the artistic Chappelle route of let's put your phones in a little purse, a little velvet purse where apparently comedy can't live. Wow. <laughs> Man, yeah, why is he doing that? Well, that's because he's going to start jacking off. Because Louis is going to fucking crank it. He's going to fill the audience with cum. (laughs) They're all going to drown in cum. And then he's going to take his check and leave. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Oh, man. (laughs) That's why he's doing it. (laughs) Uh, He's going to crank it. Yeah, man. I don't know. So I don't know. In case you didn't know uh, in listening to this podcast up until now, uh, we really hate Louis. And <laughs> we don't think you should support him in coming back to doing stand up. Well, well, I think like say with like the you know, it's funny that it's Chappelle and Louis, it's like two people who like are probably gonna say something fucked up or like, you right. know, I don't know, you might either get offended by her who knows like how it's gonna be interpreted as it gets out. So it's like I don't know if that's the reason I don't want people recording me, but I also really do visualize comedy and what we do is like, you know, I'm making material which then is going to be recorded and has like a monetary like value to it. Mm -hmm. And if like it's just out there and out of my control, then that's not really fair to me. Like I was going to make money on that and now it's gone. Yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying for sure. And I I like, of course, fully get that. But then it just kind of recently it hit me like, we're kind of we're the only art form that are crybabies about that. Like we and we are crybabies about it. We get really mad. <laughs> well, like, we get really it, mad when you tape us. And if you go to a concert and you tape someone playing a song, they don't get mad at you because it sounds like shit compared to their recording. And that's the that's the case with us too. It right. sounds like shit and it looks like shit in comparison to the thing. And we should be comfortable and. And like, not really be that worried that someone's ten second Instagram clip of I'm us. I'm really not that worried. You don't right. care. Do I you? think it's a bigger mm-hmm. problem eventually, because it, exactly anyone can record all of it. So yeah. then, what we're basically devaluing our own business. Then, if you just make comedy so accessible that people don't even feel the reason to go out and watch comedy, well, but yeah, that's I, not the case though. Is that like I actually. I think it helps. I think it helps because I think we're still... I think at our level it helps. I think if you're Chappelle or Louis or Aziz, I mean, these great guys... These great that rapists. You, <laughs> that all you the for great sure want to pop shit up because... <laughs> you just... <laughs> you for sure... Louis. All the great... I think, yeah. I think if you go to a Harvey Weinstein show... <laughs> uh, you're going to want that but, massage. But when they come out with their stuff, it's an event. Yeah. So you don't even want anybody to know a joke in that thing. Dude, and yeah, if you're doing that... Put the fucking phone in a bag. I get it. I get it. I think. Oh, but you mean if we're doing like shows around LA and mics and stuff? Totally. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. But but it was the culture of what we did just four or five years ago for someone to do what Chris Rock did and say like, hey, don't tape me. I think that was happening a lot. When I yeah. see a comic do that now, I'm like, oh, grow up, bro. But everyone's taping you. I mean, uh, like say Chris <laughs> Rock shouldn't have walked off stage. He should have been like, you're sure it's a picture? All right, now let me do my set. Well, no, he was running his SNL monologue no, for exactly. that week, And if too, the guy so. had actually been filming and said he was just taking a picture, yeah. I would think then Chris Rock should have had legal status to have taken that phone and broken it in yeah. half. I got to think, though, he was like, he had a little bit of chip on his shoulder for doing an alt room as well. Sure. Yeah. I know. He, so it was an alt hard, show. It was a hard he, get for him to either Yeah, that, and he was know? like, fuck you guys. I don't like you guys. This isn't a comedy club anyway. Well, you run funny. like such an interesting room in Covina because I always felt like it follows that alt room vibe i mean you and lurs scott lurs like yeah. hosting it and just making it super casual super loose you have a guitarist on stage like doing impromptu riffs and shit yeah and that but then it's like it's a bar in covina so yeah. it's like there are people who are there to go get tanked i think they think, I think we're what makes it when i do show. all my gay shit yeah that's what for sure makes it a good show because they're working class blue collar people mm-hmm. yeah but we got to remember everyone's like a lot more savvy now because of the internet so in every like city and every in the south and the midwest there's a group of like art like people or people like you the craziest people you wouldn't think of like cholos and everything are watching stuff on netflix that you wouldn't <laughs> think totally. they like talk to me about when i'm bartending and they just they're just so much more savvy uh, than than back in the day, so they're a very savvy audience, and they also think I'm joking a lot. So I'll talk about <laughs> gay shit, like uh, about me fucking guys and stuff, and they serious. literally think I'm joking. 
That's this so guy's funny. So crazy. Really? Yeah. There are well, guys that come to Covina and have for years that don't think you, you know. I bar- I've been bartending there for mm-hmm. as long as I've been doing the comedy and everything. So I've been going on eleven years bartending. Yeah. There's a guy who's been coming there for eight or nine years who just found out the other day. I mean, and he see my comedy so much. <laughs> And this other guy, and these are like not gangsters, but they're Mexican guys that you would, if you saw them, you would think they're gangsters. But a lot of them are like tattoo artists and piercers or just construction guys. They just look away. Sure. And this one guy was like, "Yeah, right, Steve." He was like, "He's like, you talk." I heard you talking about Pagan that one time. I heard you, and he was like trying to say he was teasing me, like kind of about being gay. And I was like, and he's like, "You've been pegged or like that." And I, yeah. he's like, "You talked about it." And I was like. I've never been pegged. I would love to have gotten pegged. I would love to get pegged. But I was like, but I didn't tell him this, but I was like, but I have been fucked numerous times by men. Uh, but I've never been pegged, but I would love to get pegged woman? by a woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, God, I would love She it. doesn't have to be beautiful. I don't care what she looks like. I'm going to be looking straight ahead. <laughs> At the X-Files. Yeah, I mean, I would love to get fucked by a woman who wants to fuck a guy in oh, the butt yeah. with a thing. Because any of the girls that I've ever been with, they're all like not, they would do it because they love me so much <laughs> that's not why i want to get pegged all right i want to feel like trash okay <laughs> and he just thought you were kidding that whole they time they all think they think i'm kidding that's a, another thing i learned about mexican rooms too when i first started i could only do like 10 minutes and then after 10 minutes they would be like holy they shit they would be like this fool's gay this guy's fucking yeah. real but now i do everything but i do it with a little bit of a wink so they th- they think i'm joking so yeah. I can do an hour in a Mexican, a real Mexican room now, and kill, and they think I'm joking. And then about they a like lot of leave, and they're like, and then I found out Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> is an actual cable guy. <laughs> it's Every just, comic, well, because well, they like talking. me, and gay stuff is still so taboo for them. Sure. So, the, but that is like a kind of minority uh, humor too. Is like, oh, this fool's gay. Like, you know, that's a funny thing they say to each other, wow. and they just go, oh, I'm, j- he's, j- we're just joking. Can I? Uh, I'm going to like try to segue from what you're talking about into well the premise of this podcast. But, uh, <laughs> yes, mental health. Uh, sure. <laughs> well, the reason people are listening. Um, you've like talked about. You've touched on a handful of things um, that are each one of them. I have heard people say as reasons that they have depression or suicidal thoughts or deal with mental health. One of them is uh, being judged for your weight. Another one is uh, what you were just saying about homophobia inside your community, uh, yeah, or, or at least reverse, inside Covina, yeah. or inside being Mexican or whatever. Um, but I know you, and I know that that's not your reaction to it. But you, I know that like you also have, you must have dealt, like built coping mechanisms. Everybody has those. So I guess I'm just curious hmm. what your relation like how that stuff makes you feel and how the the fact that it makes other people depressed makes you feel. Does this question make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I think, th- I mean, we've established that depression is just a chemical thing, right? I mean, yes. I That's just what I believe. And yeah. I believe yeah, that and, I'm... And there's been, plenty of circumstances around your life that can, like, exacerbate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't... I feel that I've been... I'm you lucky. Just, you're blessed. Have I'm fortunate enough to not have depression. I definitely have some fucked up things going in my head. Yeah. Like I said, I stopped drinking five months ago. Um... I was just blacking out too much. Really? Yeah. You so I've I black. I've partied hard in my life. You know, when I talk about being in working at TGI Fridays for six years in my twenties, I partied <laughs> hard. I mean, harder than Thank you can. Yeah, just like I'm Friday. telling you, like ecstasy at work, like wow. that kind of stuff, getting wasted, <laughs> so that I broke my brain. I mean, there's different theories. I mean, that's on many years of doing this hard party. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not even after you were a youth pastor. Down. It was after I was a youth pastor. It was about a couple years I started working in the restaurant industry. I stopped being a youth pastor. I was about 23 years old okay. And then I partied hard um, It's always God then drugs Yeah Everybody I know God oh, yeah. then drugs um, So I've, I've just broke my brain So I was good for a couple of years Not blacking out And then this past year There was a few months Where it just was like I was blacking out a couple times a month Wow And this was the first time I, I was taking breaks And doing all that stuff This is the first time Where I legitimately couldn't stop mm-hmm. Yeah so uh, I blacked out once at a party and I woke up the next day and I just said, I, I can't do this. This doesn't jive with the kind of person who I want to be. And I don't, I, when I'm yeah. blacked out, I, I'm not in control of anything I do. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, none of that. So 
I don't, and I go to I go to meetings and stuff, but I don't think I. There you do. The thing is, you don't have the same. It's basically Christianity, so yeah, I don't yeah. think I could do it. You don't, but I like going to meetings. What meetings do you go to? AA. AA yeah. Oh, okay. I like going to meetings because um, you, I'm, I am some version of. I think you know. There's obviously a spectrum right. with alcoholism too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that uh, I I need it. I think I've chosen to deal with a lot of my problems through drinking, but I don't need it like. Some people, totally. uh, but I also know that I could never drink again. I should never drink again. And I like going to those meetings because it reminds me. And alcoholics, the way they talk and the the way they'll talk about how they think, and I'm like, oh yeah, I think that way too. Yeah, right. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. Since I haven't mm-hmm. stopped drinking, I'm like, well, I don't know how to celebrate anymore. Like I don't right, know, and right. I don't really look forward to anything. I've always kind of been not really Dude, Twizzlers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nuts. I really don't you really look forward to that much. Anyways, <laughs> I've never been that kind of a person. But now, for sure, I'm like I don't know how to celebrate, and I don't really look forward to anything. This is interesting because oh, I am. I think man. I have been creeping up on wanting to quit for a while. But the thing that pulls me back in is, it, like, looking forward to things. Well, you yeah, always take breaks too, right? I, dude, I take huge breaks, and now I, it's. I just don't really like it. Except I don't know. Not only do I not look forward to things, I don't know how to hang out or ask people to hang out with me. Yeah. That's really what brings me back in. I'm like, really? fuck it, man. Do you guys want to have a beer? And they're like, yeah. Um, man, it's kind of like having mm-hmm. kids. Like, how, or, you know, like everyone just assumes, well, I guess he's done being social for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess Dave decided to stop sipping beer with me. So I guess we're completely done as friends. You know what's life. one of the best things that ever happened to me? I became close friends with a few Muslims. <laughs> And because they don't drink, and yeah. so like we just they... talk about blowing up buildings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, became friends with Osama bin Laden. Just talk and, uh... about cool, cool shit, you know, cool bro shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> violence and like talk about something to look forward to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the decline of the West. <laughs> so I mean, think forward. about how hyped you would be if you like had that. Like, they looked forward to 9-11. Oh, dude, yeah. for sure. <laughs> they were like, oh, it's good. They're going to die. It was a peak that with an end immediately after it. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, man. <laughs> there was no act three, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Lucky guys. Well, I'd say like you're very on to something with like your blessed i mean like really because it's it's not like man you should be feeling a lot worse than you should but it's like it's so funny how people just have a completely different reaction and i think when you do talk about your your dealings with alcohol recently like i have known people who have a much bigger rock bottom that's a lot more miserable and full of self-loathing and it's a whole journey of like I'm the worst. I have to rebuild my entire self-esteem. It seems like you much more were like, I have to knock off this bad behavior. Why am I doing this? And you were on yeah, top of it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. That's why I brought up the store, too, is because yesterday... And I'm eating is like... It's my thing, but even right now, since I've been sober, it's not. I'm not like going overboard. I'll just eat something if I'm not really hungry still, but I won't like go crazy. But even after the store, I was sad because I just did okay. I went straight to Trader Joe's and bought the fixins for nachos. And I went and I made homemade nachos, but I didn't have sour cream. It was like still like there not you go, that bad. Fist in the I air. Mean, I thought I had sour cream at home, but I didn't. So, really- <laughs> and it, but it was like a, it was a fine portion of not homemade nachos. And I was like, so wait, right. you're saying like, are you saying that not Last putting the sour I, cream I, in signifies that you're getting better no, no, well, or that I, it made I, you I, sad. Something's changed. I, I was sad. Yes. Okay. And actually, I was mo- probably I haven't been this sad in the five months I've been drinking. Last night, Julia was report. Julia's my podcast, uh, my part podcast Which, partner. Julia's she, my podcast. She's my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> but she was podcasting, and I went home, and I was like sad enough where for whatever for whatever reason, right now drinking is just so off the table for right. me. Yeah. So I wasn't that, but I was thinking, oh, I want to. I I want to break up with her. Which oh, I've never, hold on, sure. listen. I've never been happier in my sure, whole sure. life. No, I but I was like, I want to break up with her and get in another relationship with some other woman because I have like three crushes. Like that yeah. I would love because it'll just... be hot at first. Yeah, be yeah. So debaucherous. I was like, okay. So I was like, I can't really eat that much anymore because I don't want to be any fatter than I am now, and I would like to be thirty or forty pounds less weight. So it's not really food. I was like, but that fucking I would love to get in a new relationship. <laughs> That oh. Is, oh, that's indulgence. That's yeah. the most oh, adult escape I've ever heard of in my life. 
Yeah, I really want a new station wagon. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I can't help it. I'm like a serial monogamist. I, I've yeah. had like a, I've had a, a like a seven. I've had a five. I've had a three. Like they pretty much after my divorce, I, w- I said one year. I'm gonna go one year without dating. And right at the end of the year, Julia pops up. Wow! I didn't realize that when you said were, seven five three, that was years. I, right? I thought yeah. you were rating women that you I, dated. I was like, I've had a seven. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a one, Dave. I've had a one. I just want to date my a first ten. Girl, my first girlfriend was a year and a half. My second girlfriend was three years. I've, I had a five year. Then I had my seven year. Then yeah. I, and I'm coming up on five with Julia too. I, I also don't know. I don't know if polyamory is right. a real thing or not. But if it is real. And my ex-wife and I had an open thing, and we I call That's myself right. polyamorous then, too. I remember that. If a polyamorous is a real thing, I'm for sure polyamorous. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm just like, like right now, I'm like, dude, like I'm as happy as I ever want to be. I was like, but I just, I would love to just have another one of these. I mean, I've told Julia, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've told Julia, I want to fall in love three more times in my life. Uh, and she says... You know, just marry me. And you can fall in love with whoever the fuck you want. And I'm like, all right. What you does know? that mean? <laughs> yeah, what a loaded thing yeah. to say. <laughs> I don't yeah, I'll believe just her, marry yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest solution in the yeah, world. I don't believe it. But no. I, I, in my heart, for real, I want to fall in love three more times. And There's it's been like, like shit where sometimes I'm having a beer and like halfway through the beer, I'm like, I just want like to open a new beer and have yeah. a different beer. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I'll be eating something. I'm like, I kind of want to stop this and have it the same version of this, but the new sensation <laughs> of it. Well, I did. Yeah. That's the thing about it, too, about monogamy and about these things, too, is I know the next one's going to be the same thing. Oh, yeah. It'll this be- is so funny because I think it was just the other day, maybe two days ago, or I said to someone I was hanging out with, wait, does Steve have three podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> You can be monogamous to your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what that's what everybody, there's you have experienced different things with different people, different sides of yourself. Sure. Different people bring out different things. It's like I, life's why, a fucking smorgasbord. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. The only thing is, I've I've just been polyamorous. I've had open things, and I don't. It's just too weird. Nobody likes it. <laughs> Nobody no, likes no. it. Nobody no. likes you talking about. Even polyamorous people are scared of it. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I don't want to bring it up. It feels makes you look impossible. creepy. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to do that. Julia Society says that. Julia me. says you could just cheat on me. Just cheat on me. That's fine. I just don't want to know about it. And Women like, say it's a complete lie. It's, yeah. a dead, <laughs> it's a dead to your face lie. <laughs> but now that I'm sober, man, I can't fucking do anything, man. I don't. I had a girl for real two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. She came to the bar after a date, or a, her date got canceled. She's attractive too. She stopped by the bar. It was just me and her. We were talking for a while about relationship stuff. And she figured out that I was kind of a freak. And she's like, oh, wait, have you, do you ever swing? And I was like, oh, I swung for a couple of years. And she's like, oh, awesome. And she was like, yeah, I'm in the community, too. And I was like, oh, cool. So she left. And after she left, she sent me like a bunch of nudes. Oh, my. She Lord. got my number at some point. I gave her oh, my, my number. Oh, somehow, you know, no, some, I gave her my some number. T- some time I, thought I had a vibe. I had a vibe that maybe she'd like liked me or thought I was cute or whatever. But then she sent me all those. Was nudes. it when she said, do you swing? Can I have your number? I don't get. Guys, can, you I swing? can I have your Dude, number? I cutie? don't get like nudes. I don't. I'm not that kind of person. I I've never DM'd a woman oh, sure, romantically sure. in my life. It's never yeah. been like that. Right. But so it was a little surprising to me. But anyway, she started coming. She kept coming. So this was like a, a back to the, she watches oh, the damn. open mic. The next week she came back, she watched the open mic. And then afterwards she had had about four drinks and she was like, I'd really like to suck your dick right Holy now. Holy shit. And I, it was 10, 15 on a Thursday. And I was like, <laughs> she I sounds can't. perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, I'm just old enough where I'm like, I, I no, no, that sounds terrible. Please yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, no, I'm at work. Yeah. It's ten fifteen. Dude, I know, man, but it's so funny because with the things you just said are that she watched a whole open mic and then offered to suck your dick. I mean, who is this person? Chatterbox, <laughs> Chatterbox, a good open mic. Okay, it's a good open mic. It's better than a lot of shows. And I just saw a lot of people trying out some edgy new ideas <laughs> yeah. up there. This is great. She didn't heckle at all, and then she very politely offered you a blowjob. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let's think, get to the suicide. I think, yeah. <laughs> listen, you put out an alpha energy. You are always going to attract attraction. Yeah. And it's like, the thing is, no, it's true, dude. This this guy's an animal. He literally can't help it. He can be sitting silent in a corner. People will walk up to him and be like, what's wrong? Hi, what's <laughs> this going on? This guy's an animal. This guy's an animal. <laughs> He's going to tear my pussy apart and i think you have to always remember that when you are happy and there is love that that's what's making you always go like you know i could do that but that would make me really unhappy that's actually give it you know 
Probably right away, but eventually. Whatever I'm fueled by right now, as confident as I am, and whatever I I ooze right now Mm -hmm. is because I have a wonderful relationship, a wonderful Mm -hmm. woman at home that I like, that I love so much. We laugh so, we have so much fun together that I know that that's why I'm attractive in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, right. I know in a couple of years, this if we broke up, I would be me. sad for a year, for real. <laughs> and then maybe in a couple of years, I could be at a like good place. But that's the thing is, I'm attractive because I'm so happy because I have a wonderful relationship with a wonderful person. Exactly. You're yeah. already an aphrodisiac, but the fact that you're a happy aphrodisiac, people are like, how do I get some of that? How yeah, do I yeah. get some of this guy's happiness? Man, you saying that made me want to suck your dick, right? All now. right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Have you uh, have you ever had suicidal thoughts? Never, never. No. Interesting. I'm not really okay. I, thanks yeah. for coming on the yeah. show. All right. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm just not guys, that much of a check out Dave. I'm and not I in Portland <laughs> right now. I am like I think now stuff is going to be coming up more often. I mm-hmm. haven't gone to therapy. Like I said, I'm from an abused home and stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of. I thought I was gonna get away with it. Mm-hmm. Not going to therapy and everything like that. I thought I was going to be okay. But I've realized that all of this stuff that I do and using alcohol that way and using this is that, oh, I probably... You know what happened is... Interesting. I, I talk... Me and my mom hang out maybe once every couple months. She doesn't live far, but she's very Christian. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about God and life for like sure. three or four hours. Yeah. And... um my mom mentioned to me, you know, I'm very grateful for like hashtag like yes, all women and um, what's the popular me too and all that stuff. Because I, I truly- don't know, man. <laughs> I haven't heard any. I've just got tickets for Louie. I'm just like, yeah, dude. dude hashtag I'm, Acme soon. I'm such a numbskull that I truly like didn't. That first one, I never thought about a woman being afraid to walk in the car or walk around. Oh, I yeah. just didn't think dude, I think about a lot it. of people, really? man, I think yes, all women. Enlightened a lot of men about that side of being a woman. I just had women always sure. tell me that. So I, you know, from a younger age, I was like, "Why don't we just go up?" They and wouldn't walk? talk and like, to me because they will be because I will be attacked. And I was like, "Oh, oh, I knew that, Fair but enough. I just didn't. I didn't picture that every time they walk out the door, they're afraid." I don't know because right. you know I, I mean like <laughs> yeah. you know how could you conceive of that? Yeah, it's I, not your reality. I never thought about it. Like at you know all. what being afraid is, but yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, so I mean all of that stuff and and everything that's happened more. And then my mom, like we were talking once, and she was abused by my dad. And I mean it sounds like in a lot of ways. And my dad's fine now. I don't know if he's done much better, but no, he, let's go get him. We, we <laughs> speed him up. We have a good old. relationship, absolutely. but absolutely. I, I mean I think my dad. I think I think my dad like terrorized my mom in a lot of ways oh, probably and um my mom would never like my mom would never like tell me certain things but the the other like hmm. maybe a few like i, I want to say in october or something she like kind of told me some stuff and then she was like steve she's like i think you guys were like really traumatized by some of that wow. stuff and it, it like what it resounded in my heart her saying that was like it made me hmm. think like oh no what if i'm so fucked up that it's just all locked away somewhere right. she's validating yeah it. and then well, you know this is actually why i asked you, know. you about like and i loved by the way that your response was that depression is is chemical that's uh i feel the same way and i think that that's language we need to be sharing around as much as possible but i also think that like what is chemical is just like there are so many things that could bring you to a point of having a certain mixture of chemicals in your head. Some of it's nature, some of it's nurture and those pathways being built. Like, I mean, they say like most of your brain is formed in the first two years of life. Right. And so, especially if you had trauma back then, it literally could just be how you're wired that caused this depression or not or whatever. And so, yeah, it, it definitely is possible that this trauma affected you in just this very specific way that enabled you to be who you are and how you are. It's like disassociated. Right. So like, <laughs> I guess best. what I'm about to say is, are you noticing it coming out in some ways? Um, no, but I think my, I, I really do think, um, yeah, I mean, yes. And it has to do with women. Okay. I, and I, I've always kind of knew this, but I think when I was little, I remember being four and five or three. No, I must've been five. Cause we were in West Covina by then. But I remember telling my mom, like we let's leave we don't need dad let's go live somewhere else mm. and wow. then my mom just wouldn't leave mm. and i i what i imagine happened oh, now so is that is that i said my mom wouldn't leave and that i was like oh my mom's stupid right like my mom she's, that's cho- four. she's choosing oh yeah yeah she's an idiot that's to stay here this, yeah. and so i think that that has caused me to have a relationship with women where mm. 
I've like kept them at a distance. They can make dumb choices. Are they? They're, they're dumb. Yeah. And I mean, I know yeah. it's not like I don't come off like a misogynist like that, but I also think that it has allowed me to not see them as whole people. Wow. Um, and I've just figuring that stuff out in the past few years. Yeah. So um, that's how I think part of the reason how I've dealt with it. And but but I'm trying to crack that stuff too, and I'm gonna yeah. use therapy through that. I just well, since I'm not drinking, I'm gonna use this year to pay off like half of my credit <laughs> credit card party debt. Nice uh, party debt. Uh, that's a credited joke to Scott Lurs, by the way. <laughs> Every time I say party debt, he's like, "Well, you're stealing my joke. I'm not stealing your joke, okay?" But <laughs> it, it's not it does, it's not helpful that any like you the know, idea that he's listening to this with steam coming out of his ears. <laughs> well, that's what I want to make sure. I said party debt on a show once, some like kind of thing where it was kind of improv, and he's like party dead huh and i was like oh come on all right but uh yeah um so i'm gonna use this year to pay off and i'm aggressively paying off things now that i'm drinking anymore did you guys see how much me and julia would party on our instagram stories man yeah. it was a lot yeah. hundreds and hundreds of dollars so like i'm using like a off. year to pay it off and then next year i'm gonna start going to therapy and figure out all this stuff <laughs> i'm saving up for the therapy party yeah, yeah, but and this is what it's allowed me to do with women when i say they're not like people is it's allowed me to i think the way i am is I take care of them. I like give them all this love yeah. and do all this, but they don't really, I don't allow them to do anything for me. Yeah. So that in five years, I could just leave. Yeah. Or you can hold oh, something wow. over them. Like, it's not, I never hold know. it over them, but it's just like, oh, we got this great thing and this thing, but also it allows me to just be able to walk away. Without realizing it, you're not as close as it might seem. Or that I'm, kind of I'm devastating. Like, uh, you know, when I said yesterday, oh, yeah, I'll just break up with Julie and get with some other woman. Right. I don't think I've realized that it's devastating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How fucking... devastated you would feel, or also how that, in that devastating to the person. Like my oh, ex-wife, yeah. um, she, uh, I thought she, she has a really good job. She makes great money, and when we split up, and by the way, we yeah. should have split up. She hated comedy, yeah. and I started doing comedy after we got married. She did hate comedy. Well, she, yeah. she, like, <laughs> she did. She thought I, was, I barely she knew thought her. I, and she, I would she just see her at shows, and she'd be like, <laughs> she, <laughs> no, no, she thought I was funny. The she poor, tell me how funny I am. The poor woman. I'm telling you, she tried. Dave could attest to it. Yeah, she tried. She did. She came out. It was she, I would her see her. Me. That's all I'm saying. I remember having a perfectly fine relationship with her. Yeah. And, uh, and then she unfollowed me on everything at some point. And I like looked at her account, and she had unfollowed like everyone that I know. And yeah. I was like, oh, this woman fucking hates us. Dude. Yeah, she hates <laughs> I remember her looking at like us and like trying to like not. Because the way she was, she's like in HR and stuff. She doesn't like losers right. and we are All losers, losers. <laughs> come, come look at these agree losers with that. and pay money to look at i know what you're saying yeah, yeah i don't i don't mean that but i mean according to, to society her. and culture and everything exactly and comics should just admit the reason we do this is because we can't function in other ways yeah, that's a loser yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean according to the I, world standards yeah. okay you know i, I disagree with yeah, both yeah, of you yeah, but okay. I, I just mean by the world i mean like um, like jesus was a loser too yeah, exactly. you know what i mean no yeah i know what you're saying this is a whole other discussion that uh, will take us away from talking to you more about suicide. Yeah, but. yeah, Um, But uh, let's see. What was it? I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So we needed to break up. But I thought because she made good money and everything was fine that she was going to be okay. But she's was she's was not okay. Now mm. she's dating my boss. Oh, so wow. it's fine. God? <laughs> God? Funny, dude. Which he's, like my he's like my brother, too. And I'm actually, they're very compatible. I'm very happy for them. But yeah. she had like a couple of loser boyfriends. And I was like... Hmm. Oh man, that's and I would talk to After her sometimes. You. Yeah, I would talk to her sometimes, and I was like, "Oh man, I thought she was gonna be okay, and it's not." So now, right now, with my current relationship, I'm very much like, "Oh, this isn't just about what I want to do." Oh wow, I've got to take care of this. You person thought she too. would be so fine without you, yes, and because she had a high level job and she was successful or yeah. something, and you were just like, "That's a competent human being," and if I'm clearly like the fuck up loser, she yeah. hates. Why would she miss me? I mean, the the fact is, Steve is people when they love you, you know, they're going <laughs> to be affected by you, man. I guess so. We're all very much affected by you. Yeah, but that'll. I mean, because I don't, I didn't think of her as a whole person. I think I was able to leave easier. I mean, it was the oh, worst experience of my life. Don't get me wrong. Right. Being divorced, I've never been more sad. I probably wouldn't have done it if I had any idea how sad I would be. Yeah. But. Um, I did do it, and I, it, it, it it was a little easier because of this state of mind you had built for yourself around women, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, it's fun. It is funny. You like 
have, have said this a couple times that we haven't really talked about suicide <laughs> uh, 40 minutes into interviewing you. So I guess I just want to say before we uh, say goodbye, have you had suicide in your life? In your family, your friends, have you uh, had to deal with I, it? I think, I think my grandfather, my dad's dad, committed suicide. Okay. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, your yeah, dad's yeah. dad? Yeah. I wonder he, if that made him weird. <laughs> no, my dad's dad was about. super abusive. Uh-huh. So, like, like, real fucked up shit where, he, like, my dad says he remembers, like, being, like, five coloring. And he looked up and his dad was drunk and, like, holding a rock over his head Whoa. and said, like, shit. I could have killed you Color right this now. rock. <laughs> <laughs> you want to <laughs> Put a face on this rock. Blood. <laughs> and when you're done coloring it, I'm gonna give you a hug because I love you. No, like my dad's Holy dad beat shit. the shit out of him, God and so my dad damn. was abusive to us. But That's... it was just like over the top spanking for stuff we pretty much deserve but just really over top with bruises and paddles and stuff. Yeah, like that's that's why a lot of with you know the cancel culture, I like can't. It's just a very like childish way to think about things because it. People can change, but it, it takes a lot, and it takes a long time. And so, dude, I agree with this. Hampton and I both have abuse in our families too, and it's really interesting to like have been a victim of it. Six generations, and then like you watch up. this cancel culture happen, and you're like, okay, have you been abused? Because it's so complicated. It's like not. I love the people in my family that I hate for this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Good yeah. They've done. It's so complicated. And uh, there's like safety issues. And then also, like you said, people can grow and learn and try or don't try or not learn or whatever. But it's it's just much more like you said, the people that abused me, they did better than the person that abused yeah. them. Yeah. So how do you handle that? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I the mean, funny thing is, you're like, yeah, all of society's doing better. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, it's like, yeah, we're yeah. not still using leeches and shit. You know, yeah. It's like, we well, can't then there's just, that also. You just always hold people mm -hmm. like, well, I guess they're better than the past. And it's like, mm -hmm. I, I, it's so funny because it's a no-win argument. You yeah. will never be able to tell your parents, you, it, I love you, but you fucked up. Yeah. You could say that. I mean, I, I mean, they don't take I, it well in my But they opinion. don't hear it. <laughs> I've, been very, hear it. I've been very fortunate. So my dad, there was a time, maybe one of my early 20s, when he let me just kind of yell at him for a couple of years. And he like just still like just stood there and like mm -hmm. took it. And then after a couple of years, you're like, well, I mean, how much longer am I going to yell at this guy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, he was very sorry. And he's a great grandfather now. And he did the best that like he did the best that he could with what he had i mean i believe that maybe he could have done better but i mean who how who are we to get in people's hearts and minds and figure that shit out and it's also i think a part of the rage that we feel say is self-reflective we go why am i being like this guy why am i being like my parents and stuff and these are behaviors that i don't like and this is what i'm saying is like this kind of behavior this toxic shit it needs to bleed out over generations because you can scream till you're blue in the face to the person who abused you but it's like but what are you doing with your life? And how are you going to influence people who come after you? You know, your children are just even your own social relationships. Are you being toxic to the people around you and everything? So it's going to take a long time for that to go away. And really, it, it does require to be very self-reflective and very like, you know, people often are like, boo, you know, uh, like therapy, like, oh, it's too much looking inside your own like navel and stuff. But it's like, I think a lot of people really need to look at your their behavior at least once in their life they have to really be like what the fuck am i doing am i happy doing this kind of behavior am i making other people happy Do, am i gonna you know regret this for the rest of my life <laughs> i think you should question your behavior so much that you're constantly in pain <laughs> <laughs> That's the Dave Ross way yeah. right there. <laughs> Never feel finished. Yeah. I mean, that's like where sometimes I'm like, well, I can't have kids. I'm just going to raise monsters. Like, you know, I can't explain to a kid why I'm just crying or screaming sometimes. Dude, this like, is like the can of worms for me, man. This is like, mm -hmm. I am serial monogamist. I want to be in a solid relationship so bad. I feel ready. And the main reason I haven't let myself settle down with someone is I'm terrified of being. Uh, a shitty husband or father or both <laughs> terrified and if I I would that would be the thing if I if I woke up one day and realized I was an abusive husband or father verbally mentally manipulative any the lightest form of it I would I would 
kill myself on the spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, but, but, but you would, but you wouldn't be. But uh, I right, mean, right, I, I will. Right, I, right. I'll tell you when I think about how it was with my ex-wife, the things I would yell about or get mad about. I like with Julia. I absolutely don't do those right. things. But every now and then, like uh, every now and then, especially now I'm drinking, it's I feel like it's coming out more. Is I'll slip and I'll I, I will yell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's one sentence, not like a yell, but I'll snap at her. Yeah. And that's not okay. And I mean, I apologize very quickly yeah. after, but it's also like, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll be like, hey, I'm sorry, I just did that right now. I don't, I wouldn't want no one to talk to you that way. So I shouldldn't talk to you that way. And she's like, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and we actually, with what I just said, yeah. the thing that I'm trying to come to now is the reality that I've got to give myself some room to be me and make mistakes. And it's all okay if you do what you just said you did. I was talking to my friend Ted about this earlier, how like... Kaczynski? My friend Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, I was hanging out with my friends Ted Kaczynski and Ted Bundy. The ba- Teds. The and bear <laughs> Ted that hangs out with Mark Wahlberg? Uh, Ted and Ted too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Unabomber and Ted Bundy. Um... <laughs> Which Ted They're is the left. coolest Ted. Are there any dude. Ted's left on the table? Bill I think the Ted's. dad from Small Wonder, that little girl robot, his name was Ted. Yeah, Bill and Ted. <laughs> Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Yeah, Bill Your and Ted. Ted. No, no, those were all. You were right. <laughs> they were all correct. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's just weird. It, like, it's scary to think that you could do something wrong, but you also have to, even though it's like the highest stakes, you have to. Yeah. Give yourself the room to make mistakes and be okay with like growing and and yeah. apologizing, and like that's the actual that's the thing that I don't remember is that like the thing that I actually am upset about isn't that it happened. It's that I was never heard or given a voice or given the acknowledgement that it happened to me and that it was bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if my dad said. Hey, remember that time? Yikes. Yeah. One time, I would be like, I love you so much. <laughs> I think if that Do you swing? Me, I'd break that <laughs> And then I'm going to blow him right at that open mic. I think my dad has just a blackout of my entire childhood. Like He remembers mm-hmm. things so wildly different mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, dude, none of that happened. That was not what was going on. That like, probably happened to my father. <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. funny. It was like, I don't know. That's maybe his PTSD. You sure. Know? Because it's like... He had a fucking violent as fuck childhood, you know? It's like... Well, and you have to remember that. It's... Yeah, it's we're all people. It's... It's crazy. So for Aristotle, he's a robot and a cat. He's a cat person. Um, a cat. Well, man, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I feel like we, we really did, attacked were, were we supposed to get to a... Su- talk, were we going to talk about a suicide? Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, this was oh, to oh, talk about the interview? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just have, oh, okay, uh, good. I don't yeah, feel yeah, guilty yeah. then. Because when Aristotle to. gave the time sign, I was like, oh, we didn't even <laughs> oh, get no. to the fucking... Oh, that's what you meant. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, we, we decided to like broaden the ways that we discuss suicide on the show and yeah. have a guest once a month because we realized that... Uh, even though every person's story is different, there are really only so many suicide stories. And since we can't talk about it without all constantly saying stay safe, yeah, we're right. also kind of saying the same shit Plus every week. Our, exactly. Our own experiences are, you know, know kind of limited. Uh, Hampton, I listened to the episode and uh, Hampton's like, like warning for the suicide. Hell, it, was, it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> Sounded like so sensitive. Um, hey, hey, you know you, what? Uh, if, you, if you call you know, them, uh, they'll uh, listen. Folks, <laughs> uh, folks, you know, if you're feeling a little bit down in the dumps, you know, I was you're like, feeling. Can we have gotten frowny. Dave to do this? <laughs> I mean, Hampton literally wants you to kill yourself, and it's hey, evident folks, in the announcement. The thing is, you can tell I'm just so not into it and don't care at all. If you, hey, thanks for listening. I am not into it. Dude, we. I want to make sure we give a real solid shout out to your podcast. Oh yeah, I've got two podcasts uh, i got a third one coming i'll tell you guys about it later Ooh. yeah that, that i'm very excited about but who's your god with amy miller is the big one that she's one's huge the she's the best amazing. i love her to death we're also doing a show on june 1st in bisbee they have a new comedy theater out there her and i and caitlin warehouser on saturday june 1st so go check that out in bisbee arizona in bisbee yeah. arizona and then um and a bunch of shows in arizona but that's a big one and then my movie podcast views from the vista is really fun and then check me out at big hern on twitter hernia on instagram what happened to uh, respect the danger of knives? When that's is that feed podcast. still up online? Uh, no, you know what? I didn't. I don't know if I'd still keep it up, but I didn't understand at the time that 
you had to keep paying some money for them to keep hosting right. it. Okay. I just didn't understand right. it, which I would have kept. You, I think you pay a minimum of $5 to keep them hosting terrified. it. Yeah, 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 which I would have done. Like, well, who gives it? But I just yeah. didn't think about it. And so I, there might be a legend, way there man. might be a way to like reestablish it. But I don't know. OK. But also, I don't want to hear those old interviews. <laughs> I started doing Respect the Danger of Knives before I started doing stand up comedy. Yeah. I had I was like on episode 50 when I started doing stand. up. Wow. You kidding me? I used to host a podcast with Jake Weissman that you know about called Cats and Pussy. And that shit is <laughs> off the Internet. <laughs> You cannot Ooh, find I that show. I forgot about that. <laughs> we <Yeah>. had 200 <laughs> listeners total, yeah. and we were still, for some reason, allowed to do a live episode at Bridgetown. Oh, <laughs> it was, oh, man. Thousands of people <laughs> yeah. booing. Oh, what booing. is this? <laughs> this is okay, at Hernie on, on Instagram, at Big Hern on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the new podcast, what's that going to be called? Uh, it's going to be called Horned Up. Okay, so it's just a horny review about uh, the the weekend news. Oh, and my cool. co-hosts, my co-hosts <laughs> are so the good. real, yeah, the the co-hosts are the real thing. But I can't talk about that right now. Oh, oh man, dude, I love shit. it. So if you want uh, God, you want movies, <laughs> you want horniness. Yeah, Steve is your one man three podcast action right there. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's an industry. <laughs> You're basically doing a podcast empire. You're doing like yeah. Kevin Smith moves. You're gonna here. have one a day. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Hernandez, thanks so much for doing the thanks show. Thanks for having me, guys. So fun. Yeah, thanks. For thank being you here, all man. for listening. We have a uh, Patreon bonus episode up this week where we're talking about. We posed a question on the internet: What's your favorite song about death? We're going to be going through your answers to that question and our answers to that question. It's up at Patreon.com/slash/SuicideBuddies. Also. Coming up very soon, you can see Hampton and me co-headlining the Siren Theater, two shows, May 26th in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, you guys can grab tickets at my website, hamptonyunt.com. The Siren website uh, hasn't put them up just yet, so that would be the best place. But it's May 26th in Portland. Really excited. Please invite people. uh, Come out. Make it a big... Make it a big I, I actually hope you don't invite people and oh, just you come, <laughs> only you, whoever you are that's listening right now. Uh, oh, all that shit's uh, up on my website too, davetotheross.com. And uh, this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, I'll be at the Arlington Cinema Draft House, May 10th, 11th, four shows. Arlington, Virginia, please come out. This will be a lot of fun. Hell yeah, Hitler's house. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. See you next time. Glad you're alive. Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. Remember, these suicide jokes that we tell, we do it because we are dark people that joke around about our own pain, and we hope that that'll help you and make you laugh. It's not because we think people committing suicide is funny or that we take suicide lightly. So if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts, please, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline right away. The number is 1-800-273-TALK. They're always there. They will hear you, and they know what you've been through. So call if you need it or reach out to people in your life or whoever. There are resources. Feel better. Stay here with us on Earth. Glad you're alive. And thanks again for listening. <laughs>